everyone, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler and Don Sullivan. Hey, everybody. Aaron Butler here. This week, we are down one. We have a man down. Don Sullivan's out not feeling well, so he's taking the evening to relax and recover. He sounded pretty bad on the phone, but as with me, as always, is the indimitable, incredible Mark Cockrell. Hey, Mark. <laughs> That's interesting, because uh, the Taiwan Tech show we recorded this week, our guest canceled because he was sick, so maybe there's something going around the internet. There's a lot of it going around, that's for sure. I've got, I have about 18 people in my department. I had three people out today, two yesterday, the two day before that, and one the day before that, so... It's going around. Something's out there. I'm trying my best not to get it. That's for sure. Don't have time to be sick right now. Do you ever have time to be sick? Is it? Yeah, ever sometimes a- I do. Like if I'm on vacation, you know, I got a few days off. I can afford to be sick. That's generally what happens with me. It's like the only time I get sick is when I'm not going to work anyway. Christmas break or, or over Thanksgiving <laughs> weekend, something like that. That's when I get sick. Two years ago, I actually got pretty ill. I had a very, very bad bronchial infection, upper respiratory thing, to the point that... Uh, I went through three different rounds of anti- three different antibiotics, and the, the last time that I went in, the uh, the doctor just said, "Aaron, I'm going to give you this antibiotic. I don't remember which one it was. It was the third and more, most powerful one, and I'm going to give you a nasal spray, and I'm going to give you an inhaler, and I'm going to give you steroids, and I'm going to give you a shot, and you are going to go home, and you're not going to do anything for three days." And I said, "Yes, ma'am," because <laughs> I I kept trying to go back to work. I would right. go home, you know, to get feel a little better, like miss Monday, Tuesday, go to work Monday, go home that afternoon, miss Tuesday, Wednesday, go back Thursday, miss Friday. I did that. And what's really stupid of me was I didn't realize that we have an, we have an extended illness bank. You, you create crew hours, just like vacation hours, but it's at like one fourth of the speed or one eighth. And you can use that if you have an extended illness. I thought you had to be out 10 days before you could use it. You only had to be out four. So I was out three days and then came back and then out three days and then came back and then out three days and then came back. And so I ended up burning 12 days of vacation like in that course of that time frame. I know that only added up to nine, but there was one or two at the front and the back. Where if I would have just stayed home that fourth day, <laughs> spent that one more day of PTO instead of trying to keep trying to come back to work, then I could have went to EIB and taken two weeks off if I needed to to re- recover. You know, I think but that's the kind of thing we do. That we we tend to put a, you know, and, and I, that is appropriate for this show. It is a health and fitness show. Guys mm-hmm. tend to put our health last. Uh, we mm. may or may not put our fitness in a list of priorities, but our health not so much. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. Um, one of those things where you know, I don't have time to be sick, like we were just joking about. You know, uh, I've got too much to do. Or when really sometimes the best thing for you is just to rest. In fact, that's what I'm kind of going through now. We talked about last week about knee problems being not fun. Yes. And uh, I went Sunday, and Joshua, my friend, did the 15K and did great on that. And I did the 5K. I ran about three quarters of a mile. Started hurting, so I stopped. And then I tried to run again, it hurt, so I stopped. Tried to run again, it hurt, so I stopped. You'd think after maybe like two or three of those, I'd figure it out. But I kept <laughs> kept trying, kept trying. Finally, about two and a half miles through the three miles, I said, okay, I'm going to run it out to the end. I'm just going to suck it up and run it. So I started running, and I was actually kind of running with a limp at that point. And then it suddenly got increasingly bad enough that I almost had to sit down on the road. Um, if I would have been any closer to the finish line, I would have just I would have just went back. And I know we talked about this a little bit on everyday Linux, but, um, so, um, I'm scheduled to go Monday to a special specialist chiropractor sports medicine guy 
to look at my knee and hip. But saying all that to say, I really want to go exercise. It's driving me crazy not to do anything, but I'm making myself rest, which is hard. Yeah, I I hear that uh, from people who you know, when they get active, they their body needs to stay active. You hear that about athletes, mm-hmm. or you know they they don't want to stay in bed. See, personally, the the idea of like three or four days in bed for me right now sounds awesome. But uh, I know that uh, <laughs> uh, healthier people you, think differently. It's because you haven't seen Doctor Leibowitz yet. That's why <laughs> you're still sleep deprived. I mean, that is part of it. It really is. I was talking to a friend about that episode today, actually at work. Um, and how for those that are overweight and or have sleep apnea and those kind of things that aren't getting restful, recovering sleep at night, just getting up and going and doing something is such a task because you're always exhausted. And I'm kind of that way right now because I've been kind of burning the midnight oil for the last couple of weeks because I'm transitioning jobs at work. And so I've been working lots of hours and the stress of that's just a little added as far as sleeping good at night. And I feel mentally and and my level of tiredness like I did six months ago or nine months ago. In fact, I hardly ever fall asleep in the evening napping in my chair anymore. Over the last two or three, four days, it's been come home from work. I'm not running or anything, so I'm at home more and I'm in front of the TV or just relaxing or working in front of the computer or something and there goes my, you know, my head dropping, my chin, you know, bouncing on my chest as I'm nodding off. So That anyway. might be an, another show to do is uh on relaxation techniques again i'm uh, i think that's more of a guy thing we we don't de-stress we almost uh consider our stress to be a badge of honor i'm a man <laughs> i'm supposed to be stressed you know that's women right, have handle. their scented candles and lotions and all that all over the place guys are like no nah, i'm a man i'm supposed to be stressed calgon take me away <laughs> for those of you that are over 40 remember that commercial so um speaking of uh exciting times my wife is flying out tomorrow to go back to Texas for her 20-year class reunion. Oops, I just told everybody how old she is. <laughs> she graduated when she was 11. But she's, she's not sensitive about that. It's no big deal. And uh, also a big thing at her mom's church, a uh, big auction, silent auction, barbecue cookout thing that she tries to go to when she can. So Thursday night through Sunday at lunch, I will have my son. Just he and I will be batching it this weekend. And we are actually doing – his elementary school does a camp out, which I thought was pretty interesting. Huh. Where anybody that wants to comes up, they put their tents up in the big field next to the church, they cook out hot dogs, they cook out uh, s'mores, and they put a big screen up and watch a movie out on the lawn and just have a family camp out night. That was kind of interesting. That sounds very cool. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I'm trying to figure out some kind of GPS system and uh, strobe light that I can attach to him. <laughs> <laughs> so as he takes off through the sea of tents, I can track him down. Uh, I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm, I'm trying to come up with something. Yeah, he definitely needs some sort of homing signal, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, I thought about nothing else, taking a big stick and putting a flag on the top of it and flying it next to my tent so I can tell him, when you when you get lost, <laughs> not if, but when you get lost, look for the big flag. That's Daddy's tent and come back to there. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. Maybe I we think should do like they do on kids' bicycles and actually put the flag on him. There you go. I have a, you know, I have a headlamp, and I'm thinking about putting that on him because he likes to play with it anyway. <laughs> See what he does, but it'll be fun. That'll be a fun night. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know how it goes next week for sure. So, um, in the news this week, Mark, I came across a very interesting article. I thought um, on MSNBC, uh, and it's the title of it is, excuse me, white fruits and veggies take a bite out of stroke risk. Clever play on words as news. Writers often do. White so fruits they did, and veggies. Yeah, they did a whole study in w- fruits that the meat of the fruit is white, like apples and pears are the two examples they give. 
actually saw several articles referencing the same uh, study that just came out. Uh, there was a 52% less chance of stroke for people who had a high intake of white fruits and vegetables. This is on a 10-year study. 20,000 people answered all these questionnaires. Uh, it was pretty, so it's pretty intensive. Now they're saying there's other factors and as they always do hedging their bets. Um, you don't want to do away with all the other types of fruits and vegetables because those have other benefits. But they were saying if you, you know, the whole, uh, the whole adage of uh, an apple a day keeps the doctor away could really be true. Uh, apparently they think it's because it's a couple of reasons because it, both the uh, apples and pears, which are the kind of two they focus on are high in fiber and they have uh, the antioxidant flavonoid that everybody is talking about as, you know, like the super thing that makes you stay healthy and live longer and all that kind of stuff. So, well, other, just kind of looking at the article here real quick, just to give a, a little more info. Other foods classified in the white category were bananas, love cauliflower, bananas. and cucumbers. Oh, me too. I love bananas. That's potatoes. So your pickle, your cucumbers. Exactly. Potatoes were classified as a starch. Uh, obviously, you know, potatoes are just a little too high sugary. Um, they say, you know, don't don't hate on the green and the orange, yellow and the red, purple fruits. And because even though they may not particularly help with stroke, there are other benefits from them and they may benefit other chronic diseases, uh, you know, help against other chronic diseases. But it's an interesting article. Definitely worth reading. Um, just kind of as an anecdotal, really kind of interesting study that they did. And it was a pretty big study. I mean, 20,000 people, 10 year follow up is not. You know, not a survey they did at the mall this weekend. Right. See, you've uh, often talked about the pickle being your go-to snack. For me, it's the banana. The banana mm -hmm. is the perfect go-to snack. It comes in its own wrapper, even. I know. I've been tearing up the bananas and apples lately um, because they're both so handy. I, I love oranges. They have tons of vitamin C. They're great for you. They are a pain in the tuchus to eat. You got to peel them, and then you got to, and half the time, they don't want to peel. Even if you get the easy peel ones, they don't really peel that easy for me. I don't know about you. And so... An apple, you just grab it and eat it. Banana, you peel it and eat it, and it's so easy. Now, the, the only problem with those compared to the pickle, Mark, and this is where, where I take exception. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Is a, a pickle has like five calories or 10 calories, and a banana has an average size banana has like 100 calories. So you got to be, you can't just go crazy on the bananas like you can the pickles, but you can't go crazy on the pickles either because of the salt and the acid and what have you. So it's all in moderation. But yeah, I love pickles. In fact, I mean, bananas. I actually had two bananas today. I had one for breakfast and one for an afternoon snack, and I had an apple. Um, for a snack this afternoon too. So, um, great white foods. I encourage you to try some of those if you don't already eat them. So today we're going to talk about, this is probably going to be, like I was telling Mark before the show, um, to our listeners out there, don't, if you're, if you're listening to this in your podcast or your podcasting device, um, don't plan on doing your half marathon run today on this podcast. Do your short warm up run. Cause this is not going to be a super long show. Like oh, we've had in the past. This will be the, the left hand into the bell curve link. But we're getting, but I felt like it was a topic worth talking about, and that is I, the title is in ways, you know, how, what, how many number of ways to incorporate activity into your already busy routine. I don't know about you, Mark, but I hear people all the time saying, "I'm just too busy to exercise." Have you ever heard that expression Absolutely. bandied about? One of my coworkers has an interesting cartoon on her cubicle wall. It's got a physician standing there and a guy sitting on a, uh, you know, exam room table, and the doctor says. Well, it's either you find one hour a day to exercise or you're dead 24-7. <laughs> and so <laughs> he uh, kind of put it in perspective there. And most people, you know, being real honest, even when I used to always say I was too busy to exercise, I really wasn't too busy to exercise. Very few people are actually too busy to exercise. They don't want to prioritize it over other things that they enjoy doing more maybe. That's what it comes down to. But not the average person is not too busy. Um, so – 
But I thought, you know what? For those that think they're too busy and refuse to admit that they're not, <laughs> you know who you are. I'm talking to you. Sorry, I stepped on your toes. But um, how about some ways we can increase our activity level just day to day on in in general, just across the board? You know, we had an article a couple of weeks ago, Mark. You probably remember about fidgeting. Yes. And how many cal? You know, Mark, uh, the the Don article. Uh, yes. <laughs> the human hummingbird, uh, and uh, that kind of sparked this back. We already actually had this kind of uh, some show notes written up about this, but we uh, went ahead and pulled it back out and kind of fleshed out some more. So I don't, I don't know if you've added any to the list, Mark. So if, if something comes to mind, feel free to jump in. And, and if it's not on the list, throw it in there. But we're just going to talk about things you can do, little changes you can do in your life that will increase your overall level of activity because that is beneficial. Even if you don't go run an hour today or go bike for two miles today or swim for 45 minutes, just being more active in general is beneficial. So there you have it. So uh, just going to pound through this list and talk about them one at a time. Number one, this one was something I've worked on in the last year personally, change your parking spot. I don't know about you, Mark, but especially when I was, you know, upwards of 400 pounds, I did everything I could to park as close as I could to everywhere that I went <laughs> just to save 50 feet across the parking lot. You're right. I still do. Thanks. <laughs> well, you have a you have a bum knee, so you have a, a, a somewhat valid excuse there. But yeah, uh, I, I try to do that. Um, I would look for the easiest way in, you know, as far as I can park here, and then we got a side door, and I can just shoot right in. So I'm telling you out there uh, in in one middle workout land, change your parking spot. Sean hey, and I, help- uh, my, my co-host on the Tightwad Tech Show, Sean and I have actually had discussions about the building where we work in, where actually is the best place, because there's one door where you can get pretty close to it, but you got to go upstairs. The other door, mm-hmm. the parking lot is farther away, but there are no stores. And we've actually had debates on what's the best <laughs> way to do that. That's funny. You can get RunKeeper or something and do it and see which one tells you you burn the most calories. <laughs> <laughs> do some empirical studies. Well, it's funny um, because there, there's some benefits and there's some fringe benefits, too to parking like further away. A, of course, like we're talking about, it's healthier for you. You you walk a few more steps every day because most of us, the average person has a job and you go to the same place and you, and you park and you walk in. Two, less dense. You're less likely to get a door ding if you're the only person out in the far corner of the parking lot at Walmart. And it will also uh, make you less dense. But a bum. Yeah, but a bum. <laughs> That was a good one. And, and the last one, this one drives me crazy still. It even drove me crazy when I was the one doing it. There's no wait. You don't have to circle the parking lot. You don't have to back up all the traffic while the one person up that, that was in the front spot that already got the good one gets out of the way. I, I talk to my tease my wife about that when we go to the mall. She wants to park as close to the door as possible, and then she spends the next six hours walking the mall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, malls. I still don't like malls. I don't know what it is about it. I just feel it feels so unnatural in a mall. <laughs> I don't know what it is. A, a quick story about that, because what you're describing is unnatural behavior. Um, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had to to get up and, and deal with something uh, at the campus where I work. And the building I was going to was maybe 2,000 feet away. So I just got up from my desk and I walked it. Halfway there, somebody stopped and offered me a ride because that's such unusual behavior to actually, if it's, you know, if it's a half a mile away, people don't walk it. They get in their car and drive it. Right. That's funny. In fact, I was thinking about that today that in, uh, in relation to the story. I was actually thinking about that. And um, I'm, if you look down, Mark, number eight, we'll just skip down to number eight. We, we can be out of order. We don't care. 
There's nobody making us do these. Number eight, if you can walk there, do it. I think that's a pretty good adage. Right. We, we happen to, our house that we're in now, we've lived here about a year, is about 400 yards from a Target store. Not a Target, like as in a place to be shot. A Target store. Uh, and Staples is right next to it. And just across the street, another couple hundred more yards is a grocery store. So my wife, almost without exception, walks to Target. And unless she's doing her big weekly shopping and gets eight, 12 bags of groceries, she walks to Publix. And um, it's just a way she's incorporated being a little more active. So if you can walk there, do it. That's kind of a, a different thought because I was always of the, of the other way. If you can get away with driving to it, you should. <laughs> yeah. Right. If it's if it's a uh, if you can get away without being mocked for driving there, you should drive there. And so uh, yeah, so that's great, Mark. I'm that's that's impressive. That's a, I mean, just taking the time to do that while you work. That's that's a obviously a quote unquote step in the right direction. So number two in the list, and this one is a tough one for me psychologically. Still, take the stairs. I just don't even like saying that. Take the stairs. It just it makes me feel tired. <laughs> I'll be honest. Just being real honest. Uh, I work in an 18-story building. My company has offices on the 5th, 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th floors. And so oftentimes I'm up and down betwixt those floors. Um, I will say that sometimes I can't take the stairs because on some of the floors and some parts of the building, there is no access from the stairway back into the building because it's secure. But I'm actually on the eighth floor now. The ninth floor is the one I have to go to the most. And we have an internal staircase that just goes eight to nine. It's not the full-blown regular fire staircase. And I've been trying my best to live up to number two and make myself take that staircase, which is really hard because the elevator is about 50 feet from my desk. And the staircase is exactly halfway across the building because it's in the middle of the building. And I'm at one end. So You know, that's one of those to- things that people rationalize and, and- – you know, not yeah. only it's less efficient, right? It takes longer. Not only does it take you longer to get there, but then you have to stop and catch your breath before you can talk to anybody. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm so I, I not only have to walk across the building, then I have to take the stairs, and then half the time I have to walk back across the building because where I was actually going is directly above me. Right. <laughs> so I'd say I'm fifty-fifty on that. If I'm going uh, to the other end of the building, for sure I take the stairs because it's in the middle and it's on the way. It's out of the way to go to the elevator, but I'm trying to be better about that. My friend Joshua. He likes to take the stairs from the fifth floor to the 11th floor. Um, he's in a little better shape than I am. He's younger than I am. Um, and he, he likes to do that because it just throws a little extra work out in for him. And I say, more power to him. That's great. Number three, Mark, I know this one. You, I'll, I'll let you talk about this one because this is actually one of your um, kind of long-term goals, if I remember right. It is. Bike to work. Now, if you work a block or two away, that's that's one thing. I work uh, 27 miles from my house. Um, and my goal, my long-term goal, is to bike to work. Now, that that includes a couple of different goals because I can't just roll up on the uh, step at work ready to die. I actually have to be able to do a full day of work once I get there. <laughs> right. Um, but if you think about it, uh, average biking speed is 20 miles an hour. So I'm looking at an hour and 15 minutes, which... My normal driving commute is about 20 minutes, so I just got to get up a little earlier that day, and and make it happen. But again, that's a long-term goal. Right now, I'm I'm only up to about five or six miles, so I've got uh, a long way to go. But that is one of my goals: biking to work. Well, you've gone from in the time that I've known you to be biking, you've gone from a quarter mile to five and six miles. Right. That's great. Five and six miles is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, it really is um, a a good 
I mean, that's a little bit of a workout. It really is. It's not, it, people t- sounds like on a bike, five miles, that's nothing on a bike. No, that's still, I can go out. I can tell I've done five miles. If I get out on my bike and do five miles for sure. So that's great. Bike to work. We have a coworker um, who, he lives about 30 miles from his office, from our office. So what he does, he, and, and this is a great way to beat Atlanta traffic. He drives 20 miles in and parks and then rides his bike the last 10 miles, which is the worst, worst traffic area. So he's able to go down a bike trail for like six miles of it and then cross th- through some side streets and then boy, he's right there at work. And it actually is almost faster for him to do that because the traffic's so bad that last little bit. Could you do so that he, sound effect again? Boy, that yeah, one. That was really good. <laughs> Thanks. And boy, he's there. Yeah. So that, I've thought about doing that. It's 18 miles for me one way. I tend to still sweat like a pig, so I would have to pad in time to take a shower. Right. <laughs> or I thought about trying to do something just for fun, just to say I did it one day. would be like take my bike with me on my car and then ride home on a Friday. And then Saturday, you know, when we're out and about, if, if we have to have it where we can schedule it to kind of go by there and pick up the car or whatever, but or get a ride to work the next day with my friend uh, Josh for the right down the road. But, yeah, I'd like to try to do that one day, too. I think it'd be fun to bike to work. So. All right, number four, going back to the uh, grocery theme, this sounds almost trivial, simple, but it could make a difference. Unload the car one bag at a time. This is another one of those those guy things, Mark. I attempt to carry every grocery bag in one trip. Yes. <laughs> I take the bags, the plastic bags, and I load them on my arm up to my elbow. One bag, two bags, three bags, four bags, five bags on this arm. Then five, one bag, two bags, three bags, four bags, five bags on this arm, three bags in this hand, four bags in this hand. Then I got to pick them up off the ground about three inches and lumber to the door and then holler, honey, open the door, because I can't do that. And then go inside and put them all down. It's like, I'm done. Of course, it takes me five minutes to load up. <laughs> right. But then you, if you all did the some bicep eggs. curls while you were doing it, that, that could yeah, be there a you workout. Go. But if you took it one bag at a time, just you, you would maybe walk another couple hundred yards, depending on how far you had to park from your house or if you're in your garage or if you have to go up downstairs or whatever. I mean, that's a simple little thing to do. Um, but I think it would... Uh, it would it would add up. It all adds up. And and a, a a corollary to that, I might add, if you're one who travels a lot for business or whatever, don't use the little hotel cart for carrying your luggage. Make mm. multiple trips back and forth to your hotel room. That's a good idea. I used one of those motel cart things one time to deliver uh, 37 pizzas to a hotel. I went in and got it. I was delivering pizza and came back out, loaded up the thing with pizza, took it in and delivered it. The best part of that, was that I got a $3 tip. Oh, nice. Yeah. The thing that I most use that cart for is actually pushing my kids up to the room because they always have to ride one. <laughs> That's funny. Well, uh, I'm going to skip number four. I'm going to come back to it because that one's such an uh, interesting one. <laughs> Do you have a link for that one? Uh, there's. I could go get some off of YouTube. There's actually quite a few out there. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to do that in the background while we're doing it. Number six, <clears throat> most people eat lunch. Um, at work, I would encourage you to um, take half your lunchtime if you if you have an hour, and uh, go for a walk. It's that simple. To go for a walk. That's one of the things I started doing when I first started trying to exercise. I was actually kind of just thought about doing it one day because I was sore from the day before from running or trying to run. I couldn't really run at that point. So that that day at lunch, I just ate my lunch and took a walk. And uh, walked around the, actually walked up and around, up to the top and back down our parking garage. It's like five levels. 
about a mile and just stretch my legs. It was so nice. I got outside. It was cool. Um, so, you know, even if you don't want to go run and get all sweaty and nasty and bring your gym clothes and all that kind of stuff, instead of sitting at your desk and reading a book for the last 30 minutes of your lunch or, you know, surfing the net or whatever, go out and walk, take a walk. Mark, do you typically get to take a lunch or are you a, um, work through lunch? I, I, have to I eat hunched over my desk most days. I would say about, if I don't leave the building, 95% of the time, I actually don't ever get to stop working. Yeah. I can't, pretty much can't sit at my desk and not get pulled back into work. So I, I try to go out a couple of times a week uh, out of the building. Even if I eat my lunch at my desk, I'll leave the building <laughs> just to get away. So um, this is one I thought was kind of interesting. And I don't, I don't know if anybody would be bold enough to try this one, but have a walking meeting. If you're going to have a meeting where you don't have to take a ton of notes and you just need to discuss something, instead of sitting across the table from somebody and discuss it, get up and walk down the hall and discuss it. I read That's about the kind it, of thing uh, you see in movies that the eccentric CEO does. You know, he's there's actually yeah, there's actually either I, I, I didn't make note of the article as I was researching some articles for this week. There's actually either a congresswoman or a mayor or, or a, a governor who's doing a big health kick in in whatever uh, her whoever her constituency is, and she's trying to lose weight herself, and she has started doing walking meetings. So she'll have six, seven people in tow down through the, the halls of the, of, the, uh, of the courthouse or whatever, and just they'll just walk and have their meeting because of that kind of thing. She is one of those people that really is that busy, you know, that, that, that goes 14, 15 hours a day, and so sometimes that's her only exercise is to have a walking meeting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do that at work a couple of times. There's times that my coworkers and I will have to just kind of you know, brainstorm an idea, you know, beat a problem into submission where we've got this technical issue and we don't really need to be at a computer to talk about it. We've just got to talk about different approaches and how we're going to do it. And we'll sit there in a cube and talk about it. Why can't we get up and go walk down the hallway and talk about it? No reason we can't. So I, I, I'm actually, I would submit that's the kind of thing you can only do if you're the boss. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're doing it amongst equals, yeah. you know, you can't ask your boss to do it, but I could ask my friend Bob at work to do it, or I could ask Joshua to do it. You know, Hey, let's, so let's just sit in here. Let's just walk while we talk about this. And um, we do that actually kind of sometimes. We'll we'll walk to lunch and talk about it, that kind of thing. Um, so that was have a walking meeting. If you can walk there, do it. We already talked about that one. Now, I'm going to jump back now, Mark, to number five. Did you did you pull up that link I put I in did. there? I did. I did. thought it was pretty interesting. Um, and actually, Don, which I was really sad that he wasn't going to be able to be on here today because he's not well. This is something he has done, uh, and that is the tread pewter. And basically what it is, is you take a treadmill and you mount it under your desk um, or you put your desk on a treadmill, however you want to do it. Don started by putting his desk on cinder blocks where he could stand all day long because he does support from home for a software application. Um, I don't know what other kind of applications there are. I guess there's an application like a hardware application. I don't know. Anyway, for some software, it just seemed kind of redundant when I said it. And he sat all day long and, you know, he's trying to be healthier. So he stood, um, which allowed him to flit about the room, as Mark has mentioned before, because he has a wireless headset that he uses when he's working. But then he went one step further and he's put together this tread pewter. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't remember how far he's gotten with it, if he's really actively using it, but I know he's working on it. And the idea is you just walk about a mile an hour all day long while you work. Um, they actually sell some of them. There's some companies that make some devices and things like that. And there's a CEO that's a big, has his whole Call center has them. Um, so you just kind of you can just Google it, but we'll put this one link in there. 
Uh, I've the seen them go uh, a bit farther where they have a little generator connected that you plug the monitor into. You don't want to you don't want to be powering off your computer all day, but <laughs> if you right. don't walk, you can't see. And so you have to walk to re- to actually use the machine. That's a great idea. And the other one, um, and you can make do this as cheaply as you want too. Um, from, for if you just want to try it out, if you already have a treadmill, and you have a laptop, and you have a board, <laughs> that's all you really need. Just put the board. In fact, I've, I've seen pictures of this on the internet. Uh, you put the board across the armrest of the laptop of the treadmill. You put your laptop on it. And now, bam! You got a tread computer just like that. Uh, and it's, the the secret is not going so fast that you're out of breath. You know, so you're not doing the okay, ma'am. Can you tell me what your problem is, ma'am? <laughs> like that kind of thing. You don't want to. You don't want to do that. But um, most people can walk along about a mile an hour and not get out of breath. And if you do it for a while, you surely definitely would be able to do it. So um. Thought it was kind of interesting. You know, I don't have, I don't really have the option where I'm at, but if you're a working home person, maybe try it. Why not? Um, all right. Number nine. This is the last one on our list. I told you it's going to be a, a, a brief show tonight. You know what? Make a tread TV for when you are there you at go. home. <laughs> well, actually, my wife used to do that. Um, she would put the laptop uh, out there um, near the treadmill and watch TV and that kind of stuff. And that's, that's a great idea, too. But, you know, if, if you had a, um, uh, a TV, same kind of thing, Mark, where you had the, uh, the DVD player or whatever was powered, but the TV itself was was um, only powered by the treadmill. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it would. Um, they have those. They have some computer games for kids that are like biking games that you have to pedal to make the game go um, that are kind of interesting. They actually have a real bike that you sit on. But anyway, so number nine, this is one that takes a total paradigm shift for you and your family and friends. When you get together with your friends, Choose going to the park or going for a walk or doing some, something active instead of just coming over for dinner or playing a game or going to a movie. I mean, that's when I think of getting together with friends, it almost always involves food, which I have nothing against. And it usually involves going out to dinner, getting together to play some games or maybe going to a movie. And so making that paradigm shift of let's get together with the, I don't know, let's the Sullivans, you know, Don and Abby. What are we going to do? Let's go to the park. Let's go to the state park and go have a picnic. We can still eat and break bread and fellowship and hang out. But once we're there, then we can throw the Frisbee or we can walk around or we can do like Don and I did one time and play on the playground equipment and look like idiots. You know. <laughs> so I don't know, Mark, what do you think about that one? How do you feel about number nine? Um, you know, I, I'm for it in theory, um, <laughs> not so much in practice. Oh. <sighs> One of, the, one of the best workouts I've had in recent memory, however, was at my two-year-old's um, birthday party at the park, where I was mm. pushing about 22-year-olds on the merry-go-round. There that you go. is one heck of an aerobic workout, let me tell you. Because once they load up on that thing, it gets heavy. Uh, yeah, I had a, some great workouts in the winter when we had a bunch of snow here. I couldn't actually go run because the sidewalks were iced over. But uh, you may remember this, Mark, from seeing the pictures on Facebook. I made a redneck sled for my son, took a Rubbermaid tub, and uh, drilled a hole in the front of it and tied a rope through it. And it was great because first the first couple of days it wasn't too good because the, the snow was actually too soft. But then it thawed a little bit and then froze. And it had about a quarter-inch crust on it, which was just enough that he wouldn't break through it. And we have a huge front yard. And so I towed him all over the yard in that sled. I mean, and I'm running. I do break through it, so I'm running in ankle-deep snow. And, uh, you know, so great workout, boy. That was, and it was a lot of fun too. It was, it was, it was kind of funny because the hill 
where my house goes down a hill, a gentle, fairly gentle slope. And right before it gets to the road, there's a very steep hill, about 12 foot tall. So I wasn't worried about him going out in the street or anything like that. But it was so slick once the ice had, had the snow had refrozen as ice on the crust that I just kind of gave him a little shove, just a gentle shove. And he took off away from me, take, uh, take, uh, gathering speed, and I couldn't catch him. <laughs> and he's sitting in the tub holding onto it. His eyes are getting bigger and bigger. And I, was, I just hollered, Nathaniel, if you're going to hit the fence, duck. You know, duck your head down. He's like, ah. And we got to the big hill at the end and went up the hill a little bit and came back down and stopped. At that point, it became awesome. Uh, but about the 20, 30 seconds in between when I, when I was trying to catch him and he was spe- gathering up speed heading toward the fence, he, he was not having too much fun. But uh, he he it ended up being a great time, but uh, that was that was a workout too. Um, well, you know, Rocky used snow. to run in the snow when he was getting ready to fight Ivan Drago, so oh, you yeah. know it's well, a he workout. Had, he had to because Drago, um, you know, hit with twelve hundred pounds per square inch. I don't know why I did Arnold when yeah, I did I Drago, know. but Austrian muscle bound guy, whatever. Yeah, it was tried to be. He was Swedish actually, but um, he, he was supposed to be Russian in the movie, but. Um, I, yeah, that was awesome running the snow, doing the doing the hanging chin ups, yes. hanging sit ups, and uh, pounding so, the meat. So you get you uh, a, a a railroad tie, carry that over your shoulders, and run in the snow, and that's the Rocky workout. There you go. <laughs> you know, all the MMA guys do all kinds of stuff like that. They do the you know the big tractor tire flipping. Yes. You know to work on their explosions, and they do this. They beat the big tractor tire with a sledgehammer. Um, they run from the mosquitoes that breed inside the big tractor tire. Um, all those kind of things. So I've been, I, I thought about trying to get one of those. I'm sure they're not cheap, especially, you know, because people are trying to pick them up now for that reason. I would guess I've seen actually some people on at some gyms have them, you know, the whole beat them with a sledgehammer type thing. But uh, anyway, so yeah, we've done that a few times. We've gone to the, the park hiking. We've gone, met people at the park for picnics and things like that. And it's, it's fun. I, it's nice to be outdoors when the weather's permitting. So eat less tip. Notice that clever segue? That was smooth. How I, just, how I just said, eat less tip. It's winter. Okay, it's not really winter yet, but it's starting to cool off. One of my favorite warm weather meals, um, Cheryl just happened to make it tonight, is homemade vegetable soup. I love homemade vegetable soup. You know what the good thing about is homemade vegetable soup is, Mark? It's good for you. If you put some lean meat in it, so it's not even vegetable soup, it's like beef stew, but lean, lean meat. Lots of green beans, some corn, some potatoes, some celery. Some, it's just fantastic for you, and it the, and the juice fills you up, and it tastes so good. And I just can't talk enough about it. There's some really good heart healthy, like the lighter vegetable, like Campbell's, um, more light varieties of vegetable soup that are out there that are great. Um, you know, quick meal. If you can watch the ones that don't have the super, 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 super high co- uh, sodium. So just don't forget. I'm telling you this to say those of you that are out there listening, don't forget the old standard. Vegetable soup, especially yeah. as it gets cold. I have recently uh, discovered, uh, it, not to, not because they pay us, I wish they did, but uh, Progresso brand light soups. They have a, a, brand, uh, a, uh, a line of light soups, and they're they're great for keeping in your desk at the office. Um, you know, you mm-hmm. microwave them in a couple minutes, and their light clam chowder tastes. Almost like clam chowder. It's it's really good, you know. You know, <laughs> right. let's, let's face it. It's not going to be clam chowder with the cream and the whole bit, but it's pretty good. And so that's been one of my uh, staples here lately. Is they have a a chicken and noodle soup that is, I think, seventy calories per serving, two two 
servings per can. So if you eat the whole can, it's 140 calories. That's less wow. than your average diet fiber bar. Yeah, that's less than a, a, a 12 ounce can of Coke. <laughs> you know, you get a whole meal, and it's less than drinking that one Coke that you tend to want to throw back. You know, yeah, that's and it's great. Filling. It's and it's that's one and a third Neapolitan Oreos. <laughs> one and a half, maybe. Hey, buddy, come here. I'm gonna let you say hi tonight. You want to say hi? Talk right here in the microphone. Say hi, everybody. Hi. This is my son Nathaniel. Since we we have a light, a light content show tonight, and he always wants to be on the show, I thought I'd let him say hi. Nathaniel, hi, do you like hi. to exercise? You have to talk so they can hear you. Yes. What do you like to do for exercise? I like to play tennis. You like to play tennis? Do you like to run? Yeah. Uh, how about hiking? Oh yeah. You like to hike too? Yeah. Now, have you ever run like a five k before? Uh, yeah. How'd you do? I did great. You did great? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm so happy that you like to exercise, buddy. Are you going to be fit your whole life, or are you going to have to lose a bunch of weight like Daddy? Fit my whole life. Fit my whole life. Good answer. Good night. I love you. He got his cameo appearance, and he did great. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he is very active. I told a friend of mine one time, I may have mentioned this before, that she had just had her baby, and uh, her and her husband we're sitting there and I told him and her at the same time I told them I guess I'd say I said you know statistically speaking odds are that your child will not have as much energy as my son <laughs> and I just laughed because she had been one of his uh, Sunday school teachers before so she knew, knew he was very energetic he did however today first thing he told me when I got home I did so fantastic in school today I got to get a toy out of the treasure, te- treasure chest so that was great I was very excited for him um, so anyway eat some soup Progresso Soups Mark says is good the uh the uh, Campbell's Light, I can't remember the it's Campbell's Light, but I can't think I can't think what they actually call it. Heart healthy or healthy choice or something. If you go look for the Campbell's, look for the one that looks like it's lighter. You know, that's the that's the one I'm talking about. It's they're really good too, and they they're like you're saying, Mark, like 150, 200 calories for a whole can, which is two servings, and it will really fill you up. And if it's cold outside, it's really nice. But um, yeah, homemade soup. Exercise more tip. Uh, I'm in a group on Facebook called Fellowship of the Run. And it's a group of people that, you know, are running advocates and what have you. I actually got to meet some of them this last week at the 5K that I did. And one of the guys, the guy that started it, I believe, is named Norman Sandridge. He and I are not necessarily, are not technically Facebook friends yet. So I don't really know him per se. But uh, he was put a little post on there today. And his tip for people, especially if you're starting to walk and run, is run tomorrow. And it just kind of stuck out to me. Run tomorrow. And uh, he, he went on to say, I don't mean wait till tomorrow to run. <laughs> he's not encouraging or advocating procrastination. He's advocating approaching it in a way that you can run again the next day. So don't do so much when you're trying to get started that you hurt yourself or that you're so sore you can't walk the next day. So he, he thought, yes, you want to challenge yourself a little bit, but approach it in moderation, especially if it's something you're, you're just taking up for the first time. That's definitely good advice for beginners. Uh, uh, I find that people do that. You know, I used to be in the uh, into weightlifting in a big way, and and that's the way we'd do it. You'd go to the gym after a break, and you just oh, just work out oh, and and do everything, and then the next day you can't move because you yeah. overdid it. You know, and have, then, I, have I told? I'll oh, go ahead. And and people tend to do the same thing once they've made when they've had that I've had it moment. And I right. think that's what it takes to, to lose 150 pounds. You have to have the I had it, I've had it moment. Then you go out and you run just as far as you can, and the next day you've got so many blisters on your feet you can't walk. Right, and then you don't do it again right. because it was so painful and bad and a horrible experience. So have I told the story, Mark? It um, doesn't really matter. I don't know why I'm asking because I'm about to tell it again. But have I told the story about me and my, me and my uh, best friend growing up, Steve, about the time that we decided to go work out? 
Uh, uh, no, Aaron, you haven't. Okay. <laughs> this is a good one. We're 16 years old, Stephen and I. I have one of those weeder weight sets. He has one of those weeder weight sets. And so I took my weights. I went over to his house, and we put every weight we had on that little cheap bar, and we worked out, I don't know how long it was now, to the point when we, at the end, all we could bench press was that 15-pound bar, and we could barely do it. You know, it was like, just to get one more rep with just the bar. To the point of total and utter utter failure and exhaustion. He lived about 15 minutes from me. So then we decided we were going to drive back to my house. So, you know, go out and get in the car. You have to like throw your arm up to reach the key and throw your hand up on the steering wheel because you're totally exhausted. We drive across town. Well, you know, we're 16. We recover pretty quick. So by the time we get back to my house, we're feeling pretty good. We're not feeling too bad. Let's shoot some baskets, you know. Great. We're just, you know, we're exercise machines now. And he and I had both been into karate and kung fu and things like that for a couple of years. And so um, at that point, before I got really fat after I got out of high school, I could do like, uh, I could dive. I couldn't do a full handspring, but I could dive, land on my hands and do a somersault and come up, you know, like a, I don't know what you call that, a diving somersault, for lack of a better word. So we, I went to shoot the basket. That'd ball, be a handspring, wouldn't it? Well, if you, if you land on your hands, then you jump and you land on your feet. That's a handspring. I wouldn't actually spring off my hands. I would jump to my hands and then just go into a somersault. Okay. You know what I mean? Like a diving somersault roll type thing. I don't know what you call it. Never took gymnastics. <clears throat> so I shoot the basket and I'm still so exhausted that the ball falls about three feet short of the goal. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, and go and dribble, dribble, dribble across the yard. Well, between the basketball goal and this post um, over by the driveway was a plastic chain that my mom had put up to prevent people from driving some of the equipment through there because we had farm equipment what have you and so i go running over to the chain and i do this all the time you know steven i do karate we do kung fu we, we jump we flip we kick we fly through the air so i jump over the chain put my hands down and do a somersault and come up to get the ball except that my arms have no strength so i jump over the chain put my hands down and land on my face i'll do a full-on <laughs> face plant if you can imagine me running as fast as i can jumping in the air inverting myself like i'm diving into a pool and then sticking my head into the ground that's what I did. I got up and I had a grass stain on my cheek and uh, I still haven't lived that one down with Steven yet. Cause he almost hurt himself. He was laughing so hard. <laughs> um, but I, that feeling of, Oh no, my arms won't hold me. You know, that one split second, <laughs> I put them down and they just collapsed. I mean, it didn't even slow me down. So uh, yeah, I overdid it to say the least just a little bit. That was the only time we ever worked out on weights. That was it. That was the end of it. We did not run tomorrow uh, as Norman Sanders would say. So, all right, we got a tips out of the way. Um, Mark, I am starting a new contest. I like contests. I think, A, they're fun. B, they give people an opportunity to participate, and, and we're encouraging them to participate. And C, I like contests. So this is my new contest. Um, I'm calling it the uh, Why Don't You Send an Email Contest. It's an Italian contest. It has actually nothing to do with Italy or anything at all, but that's what we're going to call it, uh, at least until next week when I forget that I said that. Basically, what the contest <laughs> is... You got me rolling over here. Good. Uh, is We're accepting emails, as we always are, but now we're actually soliciting emails, and there's a reward associated with it. I'm looking for two special emails. So I'm asking people to send emails of two varieties. One, um, questions. What send us a question about fitness. If we don't know the answer, we'll find it about food. If we don't know the answer, we'll find it even about a possible show topic. So I'm looking for the best question. If you want to send multiple in one email, you can, you don't have to send separate emails. I'll pull the one out. That's the best. And then I also want success stories, whether we've helped you 
or whether you just had success through Weight Watchers or some other way, I want to know about some other people who have successfully lost weight, gotten more fit, changed their life, become more active. Um, so I can share that to our other listeners and encourage them. So looking for two things, questions and answers, really. I mean, stories, uh, anecdotes, people, uh, success stories. So send me your questions, send me your success stories. We're going to do this for at least a couple of three weeks um, so we have some time to get some in. I encourage you not to procrastinate, though, because I'm not going to tell you when I'm going to close the – I'm not going to tell you ahead of time necessarily when I'm going to close the um, the contest. It'll be two, three, four weeks maybe. Um, it may be like the spring fling that goes into summer. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> spring giveaway that goes into summer. Yes. But uh, send me those in. Um, me and my panel of judges, i.e. Don and Mark, will pick the best question and the best success story. We'll share those on the air, and those two people, unless they have to be the same person uh, – which would be unlikely, but it could be, will win a T-shirt that is yet to be made or designed or a secret special prize that's not that secret. Um, I will give you the option. If you are somebody that wants to be active and get outside and you want a, ro- a road ID, I will buy you a road ID if you win this competition. Or if you'd like a super secret, uh, not super secret, that's the road ID. Uh, if you want a T-shirt that's yet to be designed, a one meal and workout T-shirt, a one-off, you'd be the only one in the world that has one until we make more and sell them. Um, I would actually make you a T-shirt and send it to your house or your post office box if you're paranoid about giving out your address to me. So, and Aaron, I will yeah. add to that. Um, Ooh. Uh, Element OP Productions, I've just been trying a new company uh, for uh, to make some of our merchandise, and uh, one of the things that I've, I'm having them send me is a couple of embroidered hats. So Ooh. I will add a, a hat embroidered with the Element OP Productions logo uh, to your prize bin. Awesome. So you'd have your choice between a road ID. If you don't know what road ID is, go to roadid.com. I'd prefer you go to www.onemealworkout.com and go from road ID. Go to road ID from there because we get a little, um, in theory, we, we should get a little bit of a kickback if you purchase through that. We got an affiliate program going on. But roadid.com, they make road IDs, IDs for you to wear when you're exercising. So if you get disabled, hurt, unconscious, or whatever, people have the information they need. T-shirt or even now a special custom one-off um, embroidered element OP hat. That would be awesome. I might have to write a story myself um, to see if I can win one of those hats. That sounds cool. I like hats. So, Mark, if if they wanted to email me, um, I've already said it's it's Aaron. Maybe I didn't say it. Double A R O N Aaron at one meal one workout dot com. That's the number one one meal one workout dot com. Or you can just go to the website one meal one workout dot com and send an email from there. However you want to do it. But they could also, if they want to just get involved and get interactive and find out more about Element OP, what is this thing called Element OP that Mark is referring to and what other things do they have to offer me, what would they do, Mark? ElementOP.com is the electronic home base of Element OP Productions where we have uh, all of our currently five uh, podcasts with a sixth one in the works. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, we have the forums there where you can get together with other listeners of other shows. And, and I encourage you to go and check out some of the other shows because, uh, uh, Aaron, uh, is on a couple of them and I'm on a couple of them. And, and so it's people you already know, uh, mm-hmm. doing, uh, talking about things. And even if you think the, in, the topic may not be of interest to you, uh, as Aaron has often said on this show, our, our goals are to, uh, entertain and educate and encourage and entertainment being really the top one. So even if it's something you don't care about, you may find <laughs> it funny anyway. Right. Well, well, can we release the MP3s, uh, for the, for the shows, Mark, in the future as like three different tracks? And it could be the warm up, the content, and the closeout. And somebody <laughs> could just listen to the warm up, skip the content, and do the closeout if they only liked, <laughs> if they only liked the witty banter and the, uh, the fluff. 
That's what that's what fast forward buttons are for. Uh, oh, that's right. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, uh, appreciate everybody listening to today. Uh, Don, hopefully, will be mended and be back with us. We have a couple of really exciting guests coming down the pike, uh, scheduled for some future episodes down the road just a hair. Uh, I will be doing some traveling myself, so we're going to do some re- some remote remote recording. Uh, and um, so we've got some exciting things coming up over the next couple of months. And in the meantime, though, remember, before starting any diet or exercise program, it's recommended that you consult your health care provider. Have a great week. Right.